0: GirlWise is a safe space to learn and discuss all kinds of topics through anecdotes and evidence-based research. I'm your host, Brenda Nicole, and welcome to GirlWise. Hello girls, and if there's a guy listening, welcome, welcome. Today we're going to talk about ghosting. So there have been many accounts where Gen Z specifically has stated that one of their greatest fears is confrontation. Ghosting is the act of cutting off contact abruptly with someone and never initiating again or responding for that matter. Ghosting is most commonly used in romantic scenarios but can be used in practically any relationship from super casual dating app matches to lifelong best friends. To some people called chronic ghosters, it's A common practice used almost every time they lose interest in a relationship. This is usually done to avoid any emotional discomfort from an inability to communicate well. I mean, it seems easy to do when you don't have a long history with someone because there are practically no consequences. Or are there? Is it even wrong to ghost someone you've just met or never met? in real life, that is. Hey, everyone. Before we begin, I wanted to give a clear and important disclaimer to ensure that listeners understand the limitations of the advice given on this podcast. I am not a professional or expert on the topics being discussed, and you should always use your own judgment when it comes to where you stand on a subject and making decisions. While I do my best to direct you in what I think is the right direction, it is always wise to consult with a qualified professional when seeking advice on a particular issue. References will be in the show notes so you can take a look at the places I'm getting my information from as well. You know your own story and situation better than anyone else, so do what is best for you always. Thank you so much and enjoy this episode. Though the term is new, this phenomenon has been happening for probably all of humanity. I find it insane that ghosting in the past literally meant that they became a ghost in your life. You wouldn't experience just never hearing from them again. Their existence would be a complete mystery. No Instagram that you could stalk, no texting their friends how they are, no AI features that could pull up every single existence of their face on the internet. Crazy. But in today's world of endless possibilities for connection, this is a much more common and socially accepted practice especially amongst younger people. Its normalization, though, is actually damaging. Just because it's the easy way out doesn't mean that it's serving us. In the context of online dating, if you've never met this person in real life, then there might be a disconnect from realizing that they're an entire person worthy of politeness and courtesy. No one likes to be ghosted. It makes you second-guess everything and draw your own conclusions as to what went wrong. Ghosting is a form of the silent treatment, which has been proven by professionals to be emotionally cruel. Desensitization to this leaves us utterly inconsiderate of the silent consequences our actions can have. What about ghosting someone much closer to us, though? An ex tried to ghost me once, but no one ghosts Brenda Nicole. Especially not out of a relationship. What's crazy is that what he was trying to do didn't even occur to me. I really thought he had died or something terrible had happened to him. That week was torturous. So naturally, I blew up his phone through every single social media app I had him on, and eventually he did respond. I was fully ready to go pay him a visit at his house. We broke up shortly thereafter, or I guess I should say he broke up with me, and it was only then that I realized what that behavior was about. I was completely gutted that he didn't even consider me worth breaking up with. If the person you're trying to cut off has a much deeper connection to you, there seems more of an obligation towards communicating an ending. It's important to think clearly what your reasons for ghosting them are. Though closure isn't necessary, it does make it easier to move on and build healthier relationships in the future instead of relying on assumptions about things that happened in the past. This could help both of you move on rather than leaving things unresolved. I have to admit, I had this friend from college that only ever spoke to me when I would text her first, so I decided to wait to see if she would ever text me first. We never spoke again. So yeah, in that situation, I guess we both ghosted each other. Now, as an adult, I really wouldn't want those types of situations happening in my life. I would like to think that I'm sensible enough to convey why I feel the way I feel and see if there's anything we could do to solve it before cutting off contact. This helps me make more meaningful connections in my life, rather than just living on unspoken eggshells to see what reaction they would have to this strange test I'm putting them through. But this is not just about other people's feelings. What's the big deal if you're planning on never seeing them again? While practicing it doesn't inherently make you the worst person in the world, it's not a good look either. Not because of what other people will think of you, but because of how you present the person you want to be in the world. Do you want to be the person who is passive-aggressive and self-protective at the expense of others' feelings? Do you want to be the person that doesn't know how to communicate rejection and instead shies away from it at all costs? What does it say about ourselves when we treat people as disposable? Is it better than taking two minutes to type out one sentence about not being interested? If it's not a big deal, then surely a response to not keep wasting people's times and getting their hopes up for the prospect of a response is an easy thing to do. Confrontation is something that you cannot run away from forever. It's definitely not enjoyable in the moment and can seem easy to try to avoid at all costs, but in the long run, it can be bad for our communication and relationship nurturing skills. If anything, practicing it on someone you don't see having any sort of communication with in the future is the best way to go about it. It can seem easy to ghost a few people here and there, but the more a person justifies it, the more they do it. You can fall into a pattern of circumvention which can and will affect other relationships in your life. A trap of running away from your problems instead of facing them for growth in your relationships. Immediate convenience is not worth lacking long-term thriving connections. Speaking about your feelings is also good for you. Studies show that affect labeling or putting feelings into words has a significant positive effect on implicit emotional regulation. It changes the brain's response to a distressing situation. Why would we want to deny these benefits to ourselves over our pride? But is it okay to ghost sometimes? There are a few cases where I do think that ghosting is the best course of action for ending a relationship because unfortunately, the people on the other side of the screen might also not see you as an entire person of your own and instead a tiny dot in a sea of endless possibilities. They might say or do things that they would most likely never do in person. Anything that makes you uncomfortable like sending unsolicited nudes, insulting messages, or anything in between, most times does not make you worthy of a response. In those instances, dealing with trolls isn't worth it. Other people you might want to ghost are the ones who seriously violate your boundaries. People that have disregarded your well-being may not deserve an explanation. If your emotional or physical safety is at risk, then it's not just okay, but maybe even necessary to ghost them. You might feel that it wouldn't be safe to confront the person or they might not be able to handle the rejection. You have to prioritize your safety. Things like threats are never okay and you should not feel bad or guilty about cutting off contact. I can't think, other than what we discussed, how ghosting in a professional setting would be a good idea though. The worst ghosting I have ever experienced was by my therapist whom I had been seeing for over a year. I was so disappointed by her behavior and frustrated that I had even paid her that much money for how unprofessional she was. I was rooting for her. We were all rooting for her, but her behavior was appalling. It was such a bad look, especially for a woman in STEM. Please, if you can avoid it, never do that, especially in such fragile cases like being a therapist. Are you kidding? So, what do we say instead of ghosting? Even if you've never met the person you want to end the relationship with before, the kindest and most mature thing that you can do is offer a few simple words to make your decision clear. You can send them a simple text like, I had a fun time, but I don't think this is going to go in a romantic direction for me. Or maybe, although it's been good to get to know you this week, I don't think we're really right for each other. Maybe you can try... I don't think we're meant to be a couple and I don't want to lead you on. In these situations, it's best not to say sorry. Unless there's something specific you want to apologize for, not being compatible with someone is not something that warrants being forgiven for. In more specific situations where the person is closer to you, you have to figure out what you want to say and know that they might not take the news well. If your mind has been made up, then you might not be even expecting a response. But if you think that what you're in need of is just an honest conversation to put your feelings out there, then be open to what they have to say. And these things don't have to be over the phone either. Having the courage to have these conversations in person is pretty gosh dang girl-wise. But what happens if you're the one that's been ghosted? After all that we've discussed here, we know that most likely ghosting says more about the person that does it than you. They've identified themselves as not being emotionally mature enough to even cater a response to what they're feeling. Or they're not the type of person who respects people enough to give them honesty. Regardless, it still sucks and can feel like getting punched in the gut. Our brains have developed a social monitoring system that analyzes the environment for signs so that we know how to react in social settings since maintaining relationships with others is crucial to our survival. Social cues let us govern our own behavior, but ghosting strips you of these common signs and can make you feel emotionally unbalanced and out of control. You have nothing to go off of. In other words, ghosting can really hurt our self-esteem and make a second guess everything we ever said or did but ghosting says nothing about your worthiness of love and just like my case it can be worse when you don't even realize what's happening so it's important to have self-validation that these things are not our responsibility to take care of they're the ones who can't communicate for the life of them and we have to take it at face value they're not worth it Also, if you've made your choice clear and they don't want to take no as an answer and you stop responding, that is not ghosting. Don't be gaslit into thinking that you owe anyone more than what your boundaries are. In conclusion, if you're thinking, okay, but I don't owe anyone anything, this is not just about taking other people's feelings into consideration, like we said, but mostly it's about how you carry yourself. Most of us can agree that ghosting hurts. I think the wisest thing in this scenario is to decide if you want to be the person who lacks emotional awareness of how you affect other people, can't communicate properly in relationships, or isn't able to handle confrontation. Is it worth being the person that casually hurts people out of convenience? And so we've once again, arrived at Ask Me Anything, the segment of the podcast where you can ask me absolutely anything. This week's question comes from Abigail, and she asks, do you believe in horoscopes slash what do you think about them? P.S. What's your sign? Um, thank you so much, Abigail. My sign is I'm a sun, Virgo, moon, cancer, and Leo rising. Horoscopes for me, I mean, they're a bit fun and spooky mysterious, which is kind of like not quite spooky. It's less than spooky, spooky. I do like tarot a lot, actually, as a hobby mainly, but I'm not that much into the zodiac. And in terms of what I think about it, I think anyone can like and believe anything, but the second you start to push your beliefs onto others that don't want anything to do with it, police or judge others for what your beliefs say about the things that they can't control, or, and this is the big one, dismiss mental illness or other mental health problems for superstitions, that's where you lose me completely. On the other hand, I also don't think it's okay ever to bully or make fun of people based on what spiritual beliefs they have or practice, Like, that's seriously messed up. I mean, if they're not hurting anyone and they're passionate about what they believe, just let them be. If you don't want to believe it, then don't. I don't, personally, but that doesn't mean it can't be fun sometimes. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I really hope that you liked it. If you want to send in a question, the email is always in the show notes, but it is girlwisepod at gmail.com g-i-r-l-w-i-s-e-p-o-d at gmail.com. My name has been Brenna Nicole. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, and I will see you in the next episode, or I guess you will hear me. Bye!